Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. As you know, we've been doing an ongoing series with my guest this segment, Scott Friedson. He's a longtime regular on the program. I really love his work. He's is one of the leading authorities I have found when it comes to all things insurance adjuster issues and problems. People out there who have terrible things happen to their home, they buy insurance to protect their home, and they're utterly disappointed with the hassle and the results and uh, when they deal with their insurance company. And so I really am a strong believer and uh, I've seen too many horror stories when it's come to people who have tried to deal with insurance companies without someone like Scott in their corner. So love to spend my time with Scott I am Kevin Price. You are listening to The Price of Business. And uh, at the end of this segment, he'll wrap it up with more information about how you can learn more about him. So with that, Scott Friesen, always love having you on the program. Love talking about what you do. It's so important. We get such great feedback. I've said often, um, you know, I've had guests on the program who really think the objective is to have a, a minimum of five syllables per word. (laughs) <laughs> and people don't get it. People don't appreciate it. They may have a high IQ, but they don't know how to communicate with the media. The corner of the, the height of good uh, communication is keep it, keep it clear. To me, that's brilliant, and you do a phenomenal job at that, making this stuff very accessible. Um, and, and a lot of the stuff is scary, and uh, you want someone who's going to talk to you in a way that you can easily understand rather than one that uh, makes it worse through their vernacular. So, see, there's one of those five, almost five syllable words. But anyway, I'd love having you on. Colorado, Texas has had already a hell, a hell of a summer, if you will, and uh, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> yes, they and, have. And uh, we're going to... We're going to talk about insurance claim issues as a result of that. And so uh, welcome, as always. Why don't you jump into that? Thanks, Kevin. Great to be here. Yeah, we're um, having a very active uh, hail season in Texas and Colorado, which actually accounts for uh, those two states alone account for uh, some of the top five number of claims in the country, well over a million claims. And uh, this season has been uh, remarkable at, at, at a minimum. Um, the other thing that's actually interesting about those two states is they still have uh, good consumer protection laws in place. Um, but, you know, over the last few weeks, it's been interesting. We've been looking at lots of commercial and multifamily, uh, even residential hill claims. And um, I think what a lot of policyholders need to understand is um, that just because you actually have hail damage or hail that occurred at your location, you heard it, you saw it, neighbors saw it. Um, you know, believe it or not, you, there doesn't always create hail damage. It's a very interesting uh, phenomenon. And what happens is there's two things that policyholders need to be aware of when they're assessing a, a hail damage claim. Um, one is usually you want to, of course, you want to document the scene and, and check the actual building materials on the exterior for damages. And what I mean by that is when you document the scene, if there's been significant hail, there'll usually be a lot of uh, leaves and tree limbs, and you'll see a lot of, of course, spatter and indentations. But depending on the density of a hailstone, uh, whether there's a lot of air inside of it, whether it became, uh, it could be like a large-looking um, hailstone, but when it makes impact, it doesn't, it doesn't really break the membrane or the uh, the asphalt um, modified bitumen that's on a flat or a pitched roof. And 
oftentimes, like we went to a couple of uh, properties last week where the the building material was uh, called it's called TPO, and then it had a, a decking underneath it called Dens Deck, and uh, it made it very very strong, um, very strong substrate and surface. And even though when we looked at the property and the roofer that that brought us in, to, you know, said, "Hey, what do you think of this?" When you first look at it. Boy, it looks like there's, you know, this thing is lit up. But what's actually happening is that the um, when the hailstone strikes a building material that has dirt on it, and it's a white material in this in this particular case. What happens is that ice impact basically cleans the surface of of where that dirt is, and so now there's this white mark that looks kind of like like something hit it, like like the hailstone, and it, it makes a spatter mark. That's not enough to get an insurance claim bought by an insurance company. There has to be actually physical damage, and the physical damage has to come in a form of um, was the membrane fractured? Does it reduce its watershedding capability? Have the adhesive strips on a shingle been broken? Um, did it reduce its lifespan? Uh, those types of things, or you know, and, and even more, more importantly, is did water intrusion occur on the interior? due to an, uh, the exterior being compromised. So I think it's important that people understand that um, there should be a certain level of expectation and understanding in both the size and density of a hailstone. We're simply looking for 1.25 inch and greater uh, to do damage to uh, most building materials. But again, it depends on the age and the condition of the building material. Also depends on the density of the hailstone. So that's just a, from a high level what's really important. And when you're, you know, relying on a contractor's opinion, um, we get a lot of phone calls from from people say, hey, my, my contractor said that my, my roof has got hail damage. And we'll look at some of the photos. They may be real blurry. But what I would suggest to um, the policyholders is that if you do have a contractor that's, you know, um, Telling them that you've got you know uh, hail damage and and you should report the claim. Ask them for a copy of the photos so that you can put your own eyes on it. And if you want to get a second uh, opinion on it, you know feel free to reach out to someone like us and we can take a look at uh, photos and also um, cross reference weather data. We use about five or six different weather data sources to determine whether or not there's reasonable. Um, uh, evidence to support a, a physical damage of, of the hail claim. And you'd be surprised between all the hail different service providers that we that we uh, access, so like the ones we just looked at last week in Lubbock, you know, one, one, one source said it was 1.25 inch hail, another source said it was 2.75 inch hail. That's a big difference. So we had to do a physical inspection and on that particular one, um, the building did not have damage. They had a 40-year hail impact resistant shingle, and it had a, a nice 60-millimeter um, TPO with the dense deck on uh, decking underneath it. The thing is a tank. Plus, there was no collateral damage. So things like soft metal windows, gutters, downspouts, you know, if you don't have enough collateral damage to support, if you don't see it in, in the collateral damage on soft metals, more than likely you're not going to see it on the actual roof membrane and the materials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those those storms were really impressive out there near the Panhandle. Not quite the Panhandle handle. I'll never in the Panhandle because someone who's in the Panhandle they'll fuss with you. But uh, <laughs> you're getting really close. The whole region is taking a beating, beating in hail department. It's been it's been something else. And you know, another big thing that people are always looking at, of course, is their deductibles. Um, which is very important. You know, you got to make sure that your deductible and the amount of your damages 
makes sense. You got to make a business decision. And while we're on that topic, I'll also mention that a lot of people uh, are fear uh, turning in their claim because they're afraid that their their premium will go up. And we've talked about this on the show before, but it's really important that people understand that your particular premium will not go up. In other words, the departments of insurance have bulletins on um, restrictions on insurance companies raising premiums due to uh, natural occurrences. And so, but what will happen is your entire area. So, for example, if, you know, the DFW market has, you know, major hailstorms in a certain county, let's say it's Collier County or Denton County, um, what the insurance companies will do is they'll they'll ask for an increase in the premiums because that tier is what they call the a geographic area is now high risk. And so what will happen is everybody's premiums will go up. So if you don't turn in a claim, you're going to be paying for somebody else's claim um, if you have legitimate damage, right? So it is very, very important. People need to understand you don't want to wait and see, um, you know, if you get leaks because, you know, getting a leak is usually something that happens down the line or something that happens when there's been severe damage. Yeah, so yeah. what happens yeah, is there's, there's, an expansion, there's an expansion and contraction. So once something's been compromised, even if it's a micro, micro fracture, due to the heat and the cold, that little fracture will get bigger and bigger over time. And most every policy has a statute. Well, they have a limitation, plus every state has a statute of limitations. So you don't want to run out of time, and you, you really do want to make sure that if you even suspect that you have hail damage, you need to get it checked out, and 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 if you if you do have physical damage, you, you know, consider what it's going to cost to repair versus replace versus your deductible. Make that business decision and file your claim if need be. Very good. Final thoughts, real quick. Also, give your website one more time. Yeah, my final thought is this. Um, it's important also to understand that if you have a contractor that you trust. Um, go with that contractor. Shopping for contractors and, and getting multiple bids only saves your insurance company money. It's really important that you are comfortable with who it is that you're working with, that you trust them. Um, that's my final thoughts. And uh, if you need more help on uh, your insurance claims, be it hail or fire or any type of storm, our website is insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com. Again, we're public adjusters. We only represent policyholders. That's insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com. Very good. Always love having you on the program. Uh, make sure you check them out. Make sure you talk to someone who's really going to be in your corner. Remember, the insurance company, they're, you know, they're your vendor, but they have their own agenda. And so it's important for you to have someone in your corner with your agenda in mind, your best interest in mind. So, Scott, as always, thanks so much. I'm Thank Kevin you. Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business.